You're listening to Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast where we have conversations about mindset and techniques for staying at the top of your game. I'm your host, Janelle Leatherwood. Welcome to our show today. We've got a special guest, Dr. John Jaguish, who is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book, Waste weightlifting is a waste of time so is cardio and there is a better way to have the body you want and he's also the inventor of several products including osteo strong and the x3 system for weightlifting dr jake wish you've got your phd in biomedical engineering and i would just like you to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe let's start out with your early life experiences and some of the background in your life that got you to get to where you are today sure uh no problem that when i when i started researching bone density uh it was because my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis mm-hmm. and when that when that happened um it was a different level of priority when it comes to like helping your mother versus right. just having a job. So, uh, and she was very distraught. Uh, she thought she was going to die a lot younger and many people do from, uh, from they, they die from confounding factors surrounding a fragility fracture. So they break their hip, they go to the hospital, they get pneumonia cause they can't move around. Uh, and then they die of the complications. So, um, and there's a 50% chance of death after the age of 50. If you break, uh, a hip. Yeah, it is crazy. I've had yeah. a lot of elderly relatives where it's like, you know, their downhill starts as soon as they break a bone or a hip or whatever. Right. You, know? Right. you know, you say elderly, 50 is not elderly. Yeah, that's true. Elderly, Absolutely. Like, what? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see people like my mother was, <clears throat> she was in her seventies at the, at the moment that this happened, but she was doing everything. She was super active and she was heartbroken. She felt like she couldn't hike anymore. She couldn't play tennis anymore. She couldn't spend any more time in the garden because if she breaks something, just, she might die. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I researched what I told her was, I'm going to find out who, what athletes out there have the highest bone density. Like they're the total outliers. And when I find them, I'm going to figure out what they did to get that way. And then, uh, you know, maybe we'll learn something from that and we'll go from there. And immediately uh, I did a literature review on high levels of bone density and different, different sports. And I found the outliers almost immediately and they were gymnasts. Mm. So it had to do with high impact force. So you can you can lift weights all you want. You're not getting anywhere near what a gymnast does. Gymnast gets ten times their body weight sometimes on a on a dismount from the uneven bars. Right. Nobody squats ten times their body weight. Most people can't squat two times their body weight. So yeah, like I, I realized that impact was just such a a powerful stimulus we were getting, but we were all avoiding it. Because you you always hear low impact exercise like walking is fine. That's nonsensical. That's like saying uh, uh, aspirin is good for headaches. Here's one milligram. Mm-hmm. Milligram will do nothing. It's not anywhere near the effective dose response. So. 
once understanding this, I thought, okay, that's where the recommendation uh, resistance exercise will improve bone density. Well, it's completely untrue when you look at standard resistance. But if somebody were to make a medical device that would apply force in the manner you absorb force in a high impact incident, well, then we could get the benefits without the risks. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. So that medical device was tested, um, University of East London, uh, through the University of East London at a hospital that was right down the street uh, called the Stratford Village Surgery. And uh, this is in London. And they, they, um, they ran the tests and uh, collected the data, and they came up with an incredible study. And it became crystal clear to me when some of the physicians who ended up being in the, in the, in the test group, uh, some of them were in the control group, but some were in the test group, and they would ask, like, how, how is it that, like, we can tolerate such high forces? Because we had a postmenopausal population loading their bodies with five, six, seven, eight, nine times their body weight. Mm-hmm. These people had never exercised before, and they were just becoming incredibly powerful because they were having bone adaptations. Now, there's some muscular adaptations that were happening, too. But what I realized was that the difference, the reason we can't lift what we can absorb is different biomechanics in different positions. So when I looked at the impact biomechanics, I realized they were seven times more powerful than sort of the stretched position biomechanics or the inefficient position. So if we have a sevenfold difference through the range of motion of a weightlifting exercise with regard to output capacity, then why would anybody ever lift a weight? That is a static, a static mass. That makes no sense. That's a waste of time. Worse stimulus. Because the, the way weightlifting works right now is we just overload joints and underload muscle. And that's a quote from Peter Atia. That's uh-huh. why he hasn't been. He hasn't been a fan of weightlifting. Uh, he does it, but he does it very light. And he does it in, in a safer manner than most. But I would argue, you know, you go light, you just end your results right there. There's no getting away from heavy. You need to put heavy loads on the body. You just need to be strategic about it. So, and that, and then that's what I came up with is a strategic way to place force on the body so that the force goes up where you are stronger and it goes down where you are less strong. So, so how I mean, does it feel like I mean, what are you feeling when, when you're using well, it's a hard uh, exercise. this like, medical it's device? Quick, You only have to do 10 minutes a day of this, this method. Um, but when you completely exhaust, it is like, like a new definition of exhaustion. Mm. It's powerful. <clears throat> but you, um, it's all you need. You only need one experience. And anything in nature... It's one stimulus and then an adaptation. The idea that we do multiple sets with weightlifting is just a monument to how stupid weightlifting really is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you said it's hard to describe. The audio kind of um, cut out for a little bit when I first asked you. So 
I mean, like, are you feeling the force of, or is it? Oh, yeah, incredibly so. So how does an an elderly person um, tolerate it better than, I mean, I can imagine they're able to tolerate it better than a gymnast um, trying to do a gymnast move, but yeah, like what, describe what type of feeling. Well, I mean, older people are weaker people, mm-hmm. but they're not worthless. So yeah. they can the scale of what they will use. Like when I do a chest press, I hold 500 pounds at the top. As I move the bar closer to myself, it becomes 300 pounds. And then as I move the bar so that it's really close to my chest, it becomes 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just going to pick a different resistance. It's not the same magnitude, but mm-hmm. they can already do it. Like I, I think one of the problems we have with, with el- the treatment of the elderly is we give them a you know a, a dumbbell that you know, two kilograms or something. They use more strength putting their shirt on in the morning, but mm-hmm. sort of like we're getting activity confused with progress, and we put them through a, almost like a play that looks like a workout, but it's not. Yeah. So everybody does a golf clap at the end, and the guy walks away and he goes, "I didn't do shit." Mm-hmm. So. We need to stop doing that. That's not doing them any favors. It's probably based on the liability of the facility, which I do understand that. But I think older people need to need to understand that they need they need to get as heavy. Well, heavy is relative to them. You know, if heavy is twenty pounds, well, then it's twenty pounds. It's five hundred pounds for me. But it doesn't matter. It's got to be relative to them. They really have to take the musculature to fatigue. Mm-hmm. They can do that. So they don't have, is there any range of motion at all or is it just a resistance? No, there's a full range of motion. Okay. I, I, isometrics don't really do anything. That, mm-hmm. that was a myth of the 1960s and 70s that somehow is coming back. But if you do like a literature review, if you look back at the history of isometric research, it does nothing. Yeah, it's missing out on a lot of things. There's no hypoxic moments. There's no sarcoplasmic fatigue. Uh, there's really no myofibril fatigue unless you're using a very specific range of motion. So like a wall sit will do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. Wow. OK, so where do people find this medical device and what is it called? Uh, well, so there's two products that we're talking about now. My medical device is called OsteoStrong. There's 150 locations in eight different countries. The device is not something you'd have at home. It's about the size of a car. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's, it's a couple separate pieces. And uh, then they... Um, you need you need to go to one of these clinics. And they only have them at OsteoStrong. So I, I gave an exclusive license to that company. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the other one is a home product called X3. And they can just get that online at x3bar.com. Okay. And so when you, will you get, like, what's the difference in the amount of benefit you can get from the home product versus going to the clinic? Well, the clinical product is for bone. Mm-hmm. The other one is for muscle. So they're... Oh. Very different. Completely different. Okay. Yeah. So the X3 bar is for for muscle. That's right. 
Okay. And I, I was watching some videos and some other content where, you know, some top athletes are using this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so like there's a lot of, so there's right now, there's about 30 professional athletes on the website, uh, including the, uh, so you, you count all the pictures about 30, but one of those pictures represents the entire Miami heat basketball team. So they use it exclusively as well as the other guys on there. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, they might throw some drills in there for like what they do because they have to be good at their sport. But, um, for the most part, they're hundred percent X3. And so those are the people who are just cool enough to give me an endorsement without me paying them anything. Mm-hmm. I do know there are, there are like 10 to 20, depending on how you judge like a top athlete in their sport, that use X3 and they're just not associated with the company. They just went and bought one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So when you like, you know, you have your book, weightlifting is a waste of time. So is cardio and there's a better way to have the body you want. Do you, do you ever convince any of these top athletes to give up their training schedule and yeah. Actually, only the, do what you're doing? They're the easiest ones to win over. Because they're at the highest level of training and they've been spinning their wheels for years mm-hmm. to get 100% better. So do they believe there's a better way? Absolutely. It's the beginners who think any day now I'll drop that weight, you know, who have been working out for maybe only like a year or two. Right. Like don't yet realize that what they're doing is really nothing. And, mm-hmm. but I, the way I encourage them is, is, you know, to, to be more open-minded, like who's really fit? Who really has the, who has a body you want? Like, is it one out of 600 people? One out of 6,000? Probably more like one out of 60,000. Because really, like anybody I know with visible abdominals is like advertising a product on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, if just about everybody who looks sort of good gets a sponsorship deal, it's time to look at the industry and acknowledge that the industry is probably the most, has given us the most failed human endeavor of all time. If you go into any regular gym and look at the people that are in there and then you go next door to the Pizza Hut, everybody looks the same. <laughs> like, I mean, really, like, I know people that have worked out for years and their body hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about the pizza hut goers for a second. So you're eating a primarily carnivorous diet. How much does that play into it? Like, let's say I'm not willing to give up my diet, but I'm, I'm willing to try the X3. So will I still achieve pretty good results or what, how much does one way versus the other? If you don't have the proper amount of protein, you will never build muscle. Okay. Never. Like, it's like how many, you know, how, uh, how many brick houses can you build with no bricks? Zero. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't have the building block. Now, um, I have made it easier. So there was a point where I was eating three pounds of meat a day in one meal. I only eat one meal a day cause I want a fasted benefit every day. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you that last pound I did not enjoy. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just so much. 
So in, you know, and then of course, like I have some vegan friends and they're like, dude, I can't like, I can't do that. I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. And so I thought there's gotta be a, there's gotta be another approach to this. And so what I discovered was a cancer therapy or a part of a cancer therapy that had to do with flooding the body with essential amino acids in a very specific ratio, but making them with bacterial fermentation. And it was very successful when it came out in the early 90s. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's still out there, but it's not really recommended by mainstream medicines. They, a lot of guys just don't know about it. But it's really big in Spain. Uh, to, it, it really helps recover from chemotherapy. Okay. So, like when chemotherapy first came around, most there were a lot of people that died of the chemo. Uh, you know, of course, nobody wrote it down that way. But uh, it was just, it was just seen as like, well, you know, they died of cancer, but the chemotherapy is very damaging. So they give them this anti-wasting protein so they wouldn't they wouldn't lose muscle. They'd at least maintain what they had when they were completely bedridden and they amazing clinical data. And so what happened was their patent ran out. And I went to these guys and I said, hey, what about this for a, a fitness audience. And it was funny because they said almost the same thing as everybody else who I've talked to about the fitness industry. Oh, the fitness industry is full of stupid people. You won't convince them anything scientifically. And they're pretty much right. I mean, like if you look at where most fitness information is found, it's YouTube and Instagram, pictures and video. Yeah. So they were right in that just going and and Going to a fitness audience. So pretty much who I target that that product to is uh, just bu- like busy professionals. Same thing with with the X3, busy professionals and, and athletes, because most of the time, most people aren't aren't on the Internet to talk about fitness. It's more like they want to talk about how smart they are. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like if you're unwilling to learn, which people who are on the internet to brag they're not there to learn if you're not unwilling to learn then you know you, there's nothing like you you won't ever make progress so just get lost so uh yeah we, we targeted a very different audience um and sure there's pushback but not from those who read the scientific documentation and and also like i i can tell you the the people who benefit from it the most and i know you, you started by saying uh, with, with this question, it's like, what do people don't want to change their diets? Mm-hmm. Well, what they do is they replace their protein need with this bacterial fermentation, which is vegan friendly. Yeah. No animals were harmed in the creation of this product. Um, <clears throat> so when you when you have that and you can replace all the protein, then anybody can build the maximum amount of muscle. Uh, and, and, um, and that's okay. Now with their other nutritional choices, I would urge them to avoid things with oxalates and inflammatories. Cause that's just going to you know, hurt their joints and inflame every cell in their body, which of course can encourage different types of cancers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now I eat a tiny amount of red meat and that's like all I eat in a day. My, my, my entire daily calories might only be like a thousand and I'm 200 pounds. So you're saying when you say you're eating a tiny amount of red meat, are you saying you get your protein from elsewhere? 
Yeah, from the product, the bacterial fermentation. Oh, okay. It's and called- I'm looking Fortigen, right? I'm looking online. It's called Fortigen. Yeah. Okay. T A G N. Um. So that really helped a lot of people who didn't want to eat a huge amount of meat. Mm-hmm. Also, I know people think is eating all meat is controversial and it's like cancer linked, and th- this is all untrue. Uh, there were some heavily biased studies done uh, with people who they, they found a group of a thousand people who ate an Oscar Mayer hot dog every day for 40 years. I'm not kidding. Um, you know, and they had a 2% greater chance of colorectal cancer. Yeah. They probably had a 2% greater chance of dying for all kinds of things because if somebody eats an Oscar Mayer hot dog every day, they're not doing it for their health. Yeah. <laughs> they also probably smoke more, drink more, do more hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Checking sex with prostitutes. I don't know. You can probably make a whole list of people who don't give a shit about life because the only person who's going to eat an Oscar Mayer hot dog every day is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't control for any of that. I should be a spoiler. Oh, oh it, it's, it's like, so hilarious. It's like, so you designed this study so that it would fail for meat eaters, I see. It's like, uh-huh. sadly to say, every time I drive by a wiener schnitzel, it's like, is that place still around? Like, is that, I've never even been there. <laughs> they have, they use organic meat now. I oh, wanted the okay. same thing, so I walked into one. And it's like all organic meat, and they have gluten-free buns, and it's just like, oh, well. Okay, I can see this working. They it's just a health here, food here's, now. here's what gave you and I like a heart attack is they didn't change their logo. <laughs> so you feel like it's the same old wiener schnitzel, you, you know, the nitrate meat. It's just yes. not that. Yeah. Okay. It's really funny. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So um you've got your amino acid protein mm-hmm. packed. Is it a powder or yes, yeah, powder. You just mix it. Powder. Okay. Tastes like um, pink made. Tastes like what? Pink lemonade? Pink lemonade, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So so this, I've taken people through kind of a little journey where we were first talking about osteoporosis and a better way to treat it, get off the dangerous medications. And you talked about your osteostrong clinics. And then um, there was a little bit maybe confusion that I interjected because I didn't realize we're talking about total two totally different products with the X3 bar, which is geared toward muscle. And we talked a little bit about the athletes that use that and then how you can, how it's really necessary to do that in tandem with a protein focused diet. Is there anything else that um, you would add to that mix for getting strong and fit? You really got it all. It's, it's really to the two things. It's a superior stimulus, which you will get with X3. And it's very hard to get anywhere else. Like people ask me, well, can I do this at home without like a product? Well, I don't want to be just hustling the product, but I mean, think about it. I wouldn't have bothered inventing something if you could just do it at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a, but you know, it's a, it's a home gym that'll outperform any home gym. Uh, it'll outperform it'll outperform the Olympic Training Center. It works so well, uh, but it's five hundred fifty dollars and it fits in a drawer or a back. Mm-hmm. So you can like literally put it in a bag and put it under your bed, like you don't have okay. The, the X three. The X three. So I feel like it's the cheapest home gym alternative, and it yeah. works so much better than anything. But this isn't targeted toward bone conditioning, correct? No. 
Okay. So what if you need to do some bone conditioning? Because like a lot of our um, customers are martial artists. They're into iron palm training. They want, you know, iron fists, strong arms, forearms. What can you do to harden those if you aren't close to one of your um, other clinics, the OsteoStrong clinics? Well, the OsteoStrong clinics would help them. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But the way you get stronger fists and elbows is by uh, basically creating microfractures in the bone by hitting usually bamboo. Mm-hmm. So you actually crush the bone matrix in the outer cortex and it grows back as what you would call a calcium deposit. So it's almost like putting a callus on your bone. And that's yeah. how bars build bone that is so powerful for striking. But it doesn't mean they're fracture resistant. It means they're fracture resistant in that one little spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if they want to be able to punch their bricks and stuff, that's you got to build that up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it. it they 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 already have the formula for that. It's like bamboo, like mm-hmm. actual hard structure. Okay. Like I, I I I read about this and I found it. I found the writing to seem hyperbolic. I thought it would just BS, like, no way. Like, they're not actually crushing the bone. And then I went to um, a kickboxing academy to actually take a couple classes. I want to see what they would have me do. Mm-hmm. And so they had me, you know, go and do it. And I'm like, okay, we might deaden some nerves so you don't feel it as much. But no, I watched them do it and I watched how they instruct, instructed me to do it. It is literally creating microfractures. Well, and and a lot of people know that, you know, in order to get a little bit more conditioning and recovery from that type of training is they use, you know, our products, which are D.Jow, which is a liniment that's good for, you know, seeping into the skin and even into the bone to get that extra nutrition where they need it. Sure. So I, and um, we'll have to send you a sample of our product so that you can take a look at it as well. Yeah. But, um, Beat myself yeah. up so I can really uh, experience it. Yeah. Um, no, it's, that sounds great. I'm excited to try that. Well, good. I want to talk a little bit more about recovery and strength now since I brought yeah. up this topic. So I think I heard you talk on another podcast how you do load up on some carbs after a heavy workout, but this isn't something that you recommend for amateur athletes. Do you want to clarify that? Sure. Okay. Um, Carbohydrates have no value to the human body. None at all. Um, In fact, fiber is completely unnecessary. Like the concept of fiber keeping you clear is sort of like, oh, my toilet's plugged up. Let me throw a towel in it and flush the toilet 10 times. So you don't add more, uh, you know, more solid matter on top of solid matter to get a, a pipe unplugged. Like just the, the basic logic is, is not even there. So fiber is, is not necessary. Um, and then when you eat a mostly meat diet or all meat diet, almost nothing goes through you. Your body uses almost a hundred percent of what you eat. Mm-hmm. So bowel movements become very small. Um, not that that was your question. 
on recovery using carbohydrates after a heavy workout. Yeah, yeah. So right after the workout, and you can even do it right before the workout, because I've heard some people complain about heartburn mm-hmm. when they have really high blood flow, and and then they have some carbohydrates, and it just doesn't like it's being maybe used so fast. There's an acid response. So, but either way, you want to pair the carbohydrates either before or after with the workout <clears throat> because it gets stored in process as glycogen. It replaces the glycogen that just got used. And then what I do is, oh, I get in, I don't load up on it. Like I have like 80 grams, which is not much um, to replace that glycogen. But then I also mix that with a vasodilator. Uh, so I take a vasodilator supplement or medication, you know, like epimedium that's used in Chinese medicine. Uh, that would be a good, um, good vasodilator, or you can just go for the prescription level and take a Viagra. Um, it, it does have performance benefits that are incredible when you pair them with carbohydrates in a workout and then you stretch afterward. And this is a way to create hyperplasia. This is the splitting of muscle cells. This is once thought impossible. So uh, that's that's the only way carbohydrates are really used with me. Uh, other than that, uh, they're, they're not even a macronutrient. They've been misclassified. Uh, the amount of carbohydrates you need to take in to sustain and thrive in life is zero. That was actually published in the U.S. Uh, food Nutrition Guide in 2005. It's a textbook. Uh, so I guess... I guess the guy from Kraft and the guy from Nabisco had that day off <laughs> because Kraft and Nabisco want everybody to be vegan, not because it's good for you. It's also because they know vegans don't eat kale. They eat cookies and cake. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, right. Because vegans, they, they can't live without processed foods. So they don't have a resistance to processed foods. So guys like me, Kraft and Nabisco don't like at all. They got nothing for me. But they, well, I think there there's probably some vegans who would take issue with a little bit of what we just said. Um, I think so. I mean, I'm staring at a book right now that my son brought home from junior high, In Defense of Food by Michael Pollan. Have you read that? No. I'm just wondering if we got you in a room with this omnivore. <laughs> Okay. What you guys would, you know, how you would battle it out, like the nutrients that you get from plants, a, a primarily plant-based diet, you know, and what would, I guess, what would you say to, to that? I would say a lot of those nutrients, we, like you can't prove that we need them. Like, yeah, they're there and we're calling them nutrients, but do we need them? Are you sure? Because... There's no study that's really been able to determine much with the exception of iron, uh, B12. There's, there's a handful that like we definitely need, but there's a couple others that even if you're in deficit, your body will make it itself. Like when I'm low in vitamin D, my, my body just starts making vitamin D, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that I've gone carnivore. Uh, so 
And also, let's remember, vitamin recommendations, the best information we have right now, the best, is that um, was done with expert opinion in the 19, uh, in the 1950s, which is the lowest form. Like, you couldn't even publish a paper based on expert opinion now. And then, but here's another a study was done um, at University of Florida by uh, a researcher, a friend of mine. His name is Jason Calton. And um, that study, they said if we were only to eat whole foods from anywhere around the world, because, you know, like we all like looking at things like we're tribal people living in one place. Well, you know, so much for your nut butters, which come from seven different continents. Uh, so but let's just accept that. If you were to have only a whole food diet, no supplements at all. How many calories would you need to eat to get to the recommended daily allowances ascribed by the American Medical Association? Take a guess. Oh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess two thousand. Twenty-seven thousand calories. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, and nobody ever ate like that. There's never been a human that ate that much. Not even someone who's morbidly obese can eat that much. So the whole idea is a joke. And so my advice to people is ignore it. If you have a deficiency, then address the deficiency. You know, have blood work done. Don't avoid the doctor. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when they say, you know, you're low in, you know, some vitamin, just be like, well, okay, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like I'm performing at a high level. Another reason I, w I want everyone to get involved in some, some sort of athletic endeavor, where it be just X3 training, you know, just for, for maximum uh, strength and musculature and aesthetics. You know, you, everybody wants to be prettier. So uh, no matter what it is, you want to test your body because you want to know where you stand. You want to know how healthy or not healthy you are. Like, can you sprint? Can you hike for 20 miles? You got to know these things about yourself. I, when I know I can do everything and they look and they're like, they look at my blood work and there's a couple of vitamins that are low, but not really all that low. And I'm like, all right, well, I won't do anything different then. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So I'm... I'm very suspect of those those vitamin recommendations. I think they should just be ignored. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is a very unique and interesting reflection on nutrition, but I I love that you're sharing these with us to give people sure. a new way of looking at it. And um and I know that you challenge people to not just take your word for it. You want them to research and find out on their own do you have some good resources on your website for people to look into the book has 250 academic references to okay so like literally there's this book is zero percent my opinion mm -hmm. like everything is scientifically backed up you know like uh unlike what the u.s government says there actually was science used in this and it's cited mm -hmm. um so, yeah, I encourage everybody to check the book out. And uh, and a lot of the questions will be answered there. And we have a great staff answering questions. So if somebody joins the Facebook users group, uh, they can they can meet some of the 
some of the 100,000 users uh, and ask, uh, ask any question that they want. Okay. Or maybe search for others who have asked that same question. Yeah. What do you have going on the horizon right now? What do you have um, coming up? So um, a little bit of writing, a little bit of product development. Um, I never want to promise anything. In fact, we had a we had a, a product that was on its way to being produced and just killed it this morning. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's like it's it's something great for people, but it, it just doesn't have the right business model behind. It's just not it's just not going to make money. So, well, what do you feel like are some of like the holes in our wellness world right now where we need something, we need a better fix, a better solution? Um, it has more to do with eliminating than adding, but I'd say finding substitutes for <clears throat> some of the snacking habits that we uh-huh. have. Yeah, like why, why, why do we need to have cheese and crackers when we have wine? Like, do we really need to be eating? Like, this is an hour before dinner kind of thing. You know, I go to a lot of cocktail parties, and it's like, you know, wine's in my face, and uh, I'm, I'm politically active, so like, I, I go to these events, and it's just like, can I, can I just have a glass of water? Mm-hmm. I know all this stuff is free, <laughs> or my donation. Yeah for it but i'd rather you just give it you know to the candidate or the charity instead of spending it on expensive hors d'oeuvres like like we're we're in this kind of perpetual lifestyle where we're constantly engaged in like grazing yeah that 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 shouldn't be like that uh and so i i mean i think some of the general activities we do should be changed Would, up. Do you ever catch yourself eating for pleasure or have you been able to eliminate those cravings? Well, I am told that I have uh, a, a level of willpower where I, I shouldn't be able to make decisions for what people should do. And I agree with this because I know I'm willing to do a lot of things that nobody else is willing to do. You know, for example, I've gone five days, you know, a five day fast, no food Mm -hmm. at all, just water. I've done three days, a dry fast, no food or water. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think the typical person is going to do that. And I went years with eating absolutely nothing but meat. Uh, I've added in a couple of things because I'm, I'm trying to come up with a recommendation that's easier for, there's no pun intended here, but easier for people to swallow Mm -hmm. because when I say, yeah, I have a, you know, one, one big meal, it's just meat and then I don't eat anything for three days. And then I repeat that process. People are like, you eat one meal every three days, you know, and they're, they're just like, they get halfway through the first day and then they eat a large pizza. Yeah. Because they just can't. Right. They think they can't. I mean, like I hear the word can't all the time. And I, my, my, my general attitude is just grab them by the ear and throw them in a cargo plane, get up <laughs> out, shoot above the Amazon jungle. We parachute in the jungle and say, listen, man, 
uh, we're going to eat what we kill. And it'll probably take a couple days to hunt down the first animal. So you can kick and scream here like a child, but I'll just leave you here to die. Mm-hmm. And marching out of the jungle on foot. So don't break anything. Have you done any of that kind of real world coaching? I I have by myself mm-hmm. with guides. But this is one of those discipline things that I'm good at and others aren't. So we might have the beginnings of a new reality show if you're up for it. <laughs> you know, it would be great if I could just take some someone who just their favorite word is can't. They're a perpetual victim. You know, everything is somebody else's fault. Um, this is like almost everybody I see on the news. Uh, you know, it's the, the news is now the victimhood Olympics. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to take these people and do that. One, but <clears throat> I'm pretty busy running a company right now. Yeah. All right. Well, for, yeah. for those who say they can't, do you have any little bitty bits of advice for people who are only willing to take some baby steps? towards bettering their health of the things that i recommended you know some of them are exercise based some of them are nutrition based tell me the ones you can start today and you'll never look back and they usually say you know i could do one meal a day like like everyone's done that like by accident like Mm -hmm. you're flying somewhere international long flights you land and then you know you you sleep for a couple hours you wake up and eat breakfast and you realize you went like more than 24 hours of food. Did you die? Usually the answer is no, especially because they're there to answer the question. So, um, <laughs> you know, like we do that all the time without thinking about it uh, with air travel. So yeah. I know everybody can go 24 hours with with no food. Mm-hmm. And so you're drinking water and it's a lot easier if you're distracted, if you're sitting at home. Like I understand the weight that people put on during uh, the lockdown because they were bored. When you're bored, like a lot of people like to snack. So one thing I do is I don't keep any, any snack foods in my house. Okay. Like the only thing there is is steak in the freezer and then steak thawing out. For tonight. Yeah. So Which there, might be hard to do in a house of with teenagers. <laughs> well, it would be hard for me because after <sighs> they wipe their tears away, I just say, all right, stop being a sissy. Get to work. There's no choice. Yeah. Humans aren't meant to snack. You're not a bird. You're not a cow. Get to work. That's that's the way it should be, Uh, you know. Like even even in in sort of like ancient times, when 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 we would have been in tribes, like you had to hunt a mammoth. That took a couple of days. You think people brought snacks with them? (laughs) You think they had their little hydro flasks so they could stay hydrated? Mm -hmm. No, they just went to work. And they did great, which is why we're all here. So, yeah, yeah this this sort of like candy ass rewriting history thing that people like to do with modern convenience nutrition products. That's just not how it works. And they can repeat their lie over and over again. It's nonsense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's one one way you would um, 
be on the same page with this Michael Paul and he, you know, his books also um, a New York times bestseller, but he, he talks about if, if it has a label and it's calling it a health food, that's a flag, red flag right there that 100%. it's not a health food. It's not a health food. Yeah, <laughs> Valley granola bars are made out of things that did not come from nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, it fan. was, it was fun having you on our show. Um, tell I think you told us a little bit, but if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? So I created a landing page so I didn't have to call out a bunch of stuff. Just go to drj.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J.com. Okay. All right, great. And we'll also have links and um, a show notes summary of this call at plumdragonherbs.com. Awesome, Janelle. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great All having right. you. Great. Take care and have a good rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Be sure to visit us at plumdragonherbs.com for show notes, a transcript, and links to things we discussed today. Also, if you could just take a moment to hit the subscribe button, you'll be helping us spread the reach of this podcast to others who could really benefit from it. Our guests have amazing things to say on staying in the game.